Welcome everyone. I am Amelia the Pitbull Chapman, your host for the evening of my first show, Ring the Bell, along with my co-host Angelo Mad Dog Decipio. Hooray! Hey, hey. I get the little box tonight. I'm so happy. <laughs> no, you can come up and join me with a big box too if you like. We can share the screen if you oh, like. Okay, just for a couple of minutes. Hey, hey oh, there you go. <laughs> I know this is your first episode. It sure is. It's seven o'clock here in the eastern uh, side of the world. I'm in Florida, and uh, we're going to be talking about God help you. (laughs) (laughs) We're actually going to be. Did you guys get any of that nasty weather? Yes, we did. It was horrible. The wind. I thought we were going to float away last night. I did too, but look, I wasn't. I was feeling a little bit under the weather, so I kind of slept a little bit through it. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. It was pretty bad. But uh, we did get a little bit of the tornado warnings and up up above Florida. So some of the right. people kind of got some damaged houses. How about you guys? Not bad. Um, mm. We managed to avoid floating away. Hmm. We do have um, a couple of neighbors here that ended up, you know, and not bad shape, but losing a few trees. Oh. Um, it wasn't. It could have been a lot. It could have been a whole lot worse. Let's put it that way. Wow! But it wasn't. Thank you, God. Uh, it was the window. Hmm. Was man, I ha- I never had water come through my front door. Oh my goodness! The wind was blowing so hard, it pushed the water right underneath the door. And, the, and my wife goes, "Where's all this water coming from?" <laughs> I don't know. Oh my well, we found out, you know. No, we usually don't. My parents usually get like a lake sometimes, but um, luckily they didn't have any in Texas. But speaking of Texas, we're going to be talking about Texas wrestling tonight. Well, uh, yeah. Um, the movie The Iron Claw. I don't know. Uh, I went to go see it. Uh, did you go see it as well? I did. And uh, we're well, going to be. It came to see me. Let's put it that way. I ordered <laughs> right. it at home. I see. That's good. Yeah, I actually went I to go see it. I was able to see it at home. I didn't have to go to the movies. Uh, and I'm glad because it didn't cost me anything. <laughs> well, it wasn't that we're bad gonna, here. We have well, a small... I mean, we're going to get into it later, I'm sure. Yeah, we're going to be joined but... a little bit later by James Beard. He is a longtime family friend of the Von Erichs and mm-hmm. a referee that actually was, of course, a referee of some of the matches yeah. of the Von Erics. But uh, he'll be joining us a little bit later. But Yeah, absolutely. First, I want to wish my son, uh, Joseph, a big happy birthday. He's 30 today. His Yes, we are doing this show on Joseph's birthday. Yeah, He's and uh, now. It, it saddens me because 30 is kind of like a bittersweet because if you remember, a lot of these wrestlers don't live to be 30. Well, yeah, because, I mean, if you're going to take chances with your life, mm-hmm. you know, it's like playing Russian roulette. It is. And eventually, the bullet's going to go off. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, the average, you know, back in the day, mm-hmm. just so people know, like, I'm the old fart of the crew. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day, like in the in the 80s and 90s, wrestlers were dropping like flies. Yes. You'd be, you would be lucky if a guy lived to be 35. Absolutely. Well, look at everybody, you know, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Angle. I'm not, I mean, no, God forbid, Kurt Angle. Uh, Kurt, um, 
Um, Kenny. Kurt Henning. Kenny. I can't uh-huh. believe I forgot that kid's name. Uh, Kurt, well, he's been gone a long time, you know? Yes. Kurt uh-huh. Henning. Um, Rick Rude. The British Bulldog, the Dynamite, they all died young. They did. They did. They all died like before 40. They did. And uh, this is a tragic story, too, that we're going to be talking about today. Crazy. Brian Pillman, uh, Eddie Guerrero. Yes. We were losing wrestlers back in the 80s and 90s at an epidemic rate. Here's James Beard. And uh, that's what I want my show to be about. Is James um, Beard is joining us tonight. Hello. Let me introduce this young man. For those of you just joining, Texas Wrestling Insider James Beard is a referee, promoter, and longtime friend of the Von Erich Wrestling family. James, welcome. How are you, my friend? And I hope you're safe. Hello. Um, Can you I'm hear okay. us? Okay, I'm, I'm actually on the road in, down in Houston. Trying to, uh, can you hear me? Yes, we can uh, hear yes, you. Yes, sir. Time. Can you hear us? Hello. He's in his car. Yeah. 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 yeah you're you're in your car, car James. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna uh, have a problem. Well, I can I'm tell you right now. My daughter's car, but I'm I'm, I'm riding. Yeah. Okay. Um. Just I I, I just I have okay. this thing about people talking in the car um why don't well, i'm gonna let you go why don't you uh, hook back up with this when you get settled okay okay i can do that okay Surely yeah just join us 30, when you get 30 45 minutes then take your time whatever your it time. is just take your time okay, okay. you better work okay yeah. okay Thank we'll you see you okay. soon okay okay thanks uh, yeah the- I, I just i have this thing folks uh, and James, you know, said he would be here. He's here. But I I have this thing. I don't like I don't like people driving and talking. Yeah. Even if I don't care if he's got a headset or that's not how I like to do an interview. Yeah. Even if he's um, on the passenger side, because it could cause the driver to lose sight of what they're doing. Uh, yeah. It could cause I an accident. And it, yeah, it's not I'd a big fan of driving and talking. I no. really just don't it, like it'd it. rather just you know, have them be safe, you settled in where they're yeah. going to be in that way. We can talk a little bit later, but absolutely. Sure. And, you know, especially, you know, talking back about the wrestlers, you know, passing away at an early age, uh, that's mm-hmm. going to be a show later on that we're going to be doing because I wanted to go back into my Texas roots or, you know, any Texas roots of wrestling or Southern roots or wrestling back in the day when I knew wrestling, because, that's when wrestling was wrestling right now yeah. people call it sports entertainment it's not sports entertainment uh, people if oh, wrestling no, is going to call it re- entertainment it's not wrestling well look at your you know you got gino hernandez and right. chris adams they yes. both died before they were i think chris adams was 33 gino exactly. might have been maybe 29 he was, he just, i was going to say he might have been just 30 yeah, he died before he turned 30, and he died before his time, before a prime, right when he sure. was destined to be. Who knows what he would be right now? He would have been like been. a Hulk Hogan stature kind of guy. Right. Even the everybody, you know, everybody said Gino was special. Oh, yes. I never understood what they it's Two people said that. Gary Hart, right. Gary Playboy Hart, mm-hmm. and Michael P.S. Hayes, they both said... Gino was special. 
You know why? Because you can hand him a mic and that's all you needed. He that's didn't true. have a yeah. script. Mm -hmm. He had the gift. Yes. He had the gift. He, I think Gino was better on the mic than Ric Flair. Oh, absolutely. And you Roddy Piper. Mm -hmm. Well, it might be close with Piper. Yeah. Roddy Piper, to, to date, mm -hmm. to date, Roddy Piper is the best stick man yes. ever in period bar none in wrestling. Second in line, I, in my opinion only, Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. Yes. And then Ric Flair. Yeah, also because you just hand him the mic. I heard Gino Hernandez, you just took one take. You yeah. Didn't, you didn't have to do any take. Yeah, one take more than Gino, one. absolutely. Yeah. Of course. And a lot of people were like, oh, let me get this right. Or I didn't do this right. Or hold on, let me do this again. And, nope, he just like that. Boom. Well, he I'll tell you what, like Amelia, I got some stuff on the screen here. I want to pop up here for you. Absolutely. And tell everybody what's up here. Okay. So dissecting uh, the Von Eric dynasty. Yes. And James Beard, Texas Wrestling Insider. We're going to introduce him again. Yes. Texas Wrestling Insider, James Beard, referee promoter, friend of the Von Eric family. Of course, I am Mad Dog Decipio. Mm -hmm. I'm the producer tonight. It's Amelia's show, so I have to behave myself. <laughs> no, you know what? This your is <laughs> host for tonight is Amelia the Pitbull Chapman. This is Ring the Bell. This is uh, this is Amelia's baby tonight. Ring the bell. Well, this and, is um, no holds barred, so those uh, you can talk and curse whatever you want to do. So this is not going to be a oh no, it's a girl show. You can do it. No, right? <laughs> you know we can curse all we want because pretty much this is what we're going to do. Because yeah. I'm tired of people calling. Like I said, people, the word sports entertainment. Fuck it, stop it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, again, okay. stop it. It's we not sports entertainment. Melissa Black, our friend Melissa, will be joining us again on the show. She wants to tell you good luck, Amelia, on your you, first Melissa. show. And welcome back. It's and good to have you back. Our buddy Leon, you got Leon in your uh, in your chat tonight. Hi, this Leon. Gino and Chris. This might be true. I think this might be true, Leon. Mm -hmm. Gino and Chris were about to start a feud. What do you know about that, Amelia? Um, they uh, had uh, already started a feud or basically what it was is, um, Chris wanted to go back to England to visit his family and it was a so-called feud. So they had to pretend that Chris had his eye injured. Oh, so he yeah, had right. to walk around with it. Oh, pack. that was, was that the blind? Uh, yes. The, 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 um, oh God, yes. give me a second because I'm old folks. That was the um the blind angle. Yeah, the eye I incident think that happened. What was supposed to be? Correct me if I'm wrong, Leon. You're still in the chat. Uh, I think that might have been, and I could be wrong, but maybe it was the Freebirds. I think. I, Leon, if I'm wrong, let me know. It might have been either Buddy Roberts or Terry Gordy. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah because he had to go back to England for something and they had to make it look like him and Gino were arguing at one time. So that's why he had to pretend to walk around with something in yeah. his eye at one time. And uh, when well, Gino the funny died, thing about that, I know a little bit about that. May I go ahead, please? It, yeah, go ahead. It's your show. and I don't want to. be. No, like, no, no. Go ahead. You you know the story about that. So go ahead. I, I believe the reason that Gino and Chris 
teamed up to begin with is first of all, the two of them were like twin brothers from different oh, yeah. mothers. Oh, yeah, they, they were wrestled like, a lot alike, exactly, yes. including their drug use. Oh, yeah, which they, I'm sure we'll talk about on the stuff. Gino show. Yes, um, but the other thing, and I think Leon might have the answer that I'm looking for. The mm -hmm. other thing, though, is they were both incredible baby faces. Yes. But they were also great heels. Yeah, they were fantastic. Gino Hernandez was a, was a guy mm -hmm. that, and it's, it's crazy to think about this. Mm -hmm. Gino Hernandez was Steve Austin 40 years ahead of his yeah, time. Yeah, they brought in the money, too, together. Because yeah. mm -hmm. Gino was a good-looking guy. Yes. But he was a heel, and there's nothing better mm -hmm. than a heel that looks like a, a guy that you want to love. Oh, absolutely. That's why so many girls wanted Gino. Absolutely. Even with the Southwest Championship whole, Wrestling. He had Texas Wrestling in the mm -hmm. Gino Hernandez. Yeah. In, in the palm of his hands. Yeah. Him and mm -hmm. Chris Adams had Texas. Oh, absolutely. In their hands. Even when he was with Tully Blanchard in the beginning with Southwest Championship Wrestling, he carried Tully Blanchard because Tully wasn't that good looking. So it was all Gino. So, uh, Leon says, I'm right. Mm -hmm. Yep. It yeah. was the uh, it was the, the fabulous Freebirds. Free yes. Buddy Roberts and Terry Gordy. Yes. Now, I believe at the time, uh, Michael Hayes, uh, and again, uh, Leon, you, uh, you know the history here. Mm-hmm. Um, my understanding is that Michael Hayes was being groomed to be a solo. Yes, he uh, wanted nothing to do with the Freebirds around that time. It was right because mm -hmm. I believe they had a personal yes problem. You know, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, but they worked like every problem in wrestling. The best way to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Make an angle out of it, damn it. Absolutely. Absolutely is fucking right. Get the fans, you know, with you know, working it too. Get the fans yeah. to be a part of the whole thing. And now you can't even get the fans to be a part of it like it like it used to be. Oh my god, it's crazy. Are you kidding yeah. me? Please. Yeah. And it's you remember time now time to the barricades, how they have it now? The barricades yeah. is either all like a steel thing or all like this uh, uh what is it? black kind of stuff around it big old mats and oh god yeah just all rope to where you could actually reach over oh yeah no, there were that. no barricades before Nothing. oh never Nothing are you at kidding all. me when i old. went to wrestling million mm -hmm. i'm considerably older than you i'm older than leon too which surprised <laughs> me but i am here's the thing mm -hmm. interesting back in the day when i was like you know, 8, 10, 12 years old, right. I go to a wrestling match. They didn't have any barricades. You, there was the ring and there was your seat. Right. If they fell out of the ring on top of you, guess what? Mm -hmm. They fell out of the ring on top of you. Yeah, or the rope. It's all we had was just that little bitty rope just dividing uh, where the seat Well, sometimes be. we didn't even have the rope. <laughs> yeah, some. Well, it depends too because you know, we had American we Legion had Hall. Nothing. Yeah, American Legion Hall. There was just the ring. And a little bit apart right there was, of course, the cement. Yeah, and then maybe, the maybe 10 feet. Maybe, yeah. if you're lucky, maybe 10 yeah. feet. There was no uh, Which is not far, folks. When you got uh, a ring yeah. 10 feet from your seat, guess what? You could pretty much reach out and touch yeah. it. Yeah, and say, hi, how are you? And they come up to you, like, scare you. It's like, what? <laughs> I did that one time. I was little with Kamala, and 
they were yeah. like he'd be like Ur, and i'm like Ur, like that and the referee was like i no, had dinner that. with kamala <laughs> really <laughs> i had dinner with kamala in my dad's restaurant in new jersey he can't listen to this one mm-hmm. for, they came in for lunch i can't believe this shit i everybody knows that i used to be a promoter right. i've been involved in wrestling for a long time my father had a restaurant in new jersey years ago mm-hmm. and Pretty boy Larry Sharp was a dear friend of ours. Oh. And he would bring the guys in that were coming in to wrestle that night. Mm-hmm. He came in with Kamala, Stan Hansen. Oh, wow. And King Kong Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you something. These are four of the biggest guys you ever saw because Larry was no lightweight himself. Right. Larry was a 300 pounder boy. Wow. And he was big. Larry was six foot six. The big guy. Mm-hmm. And you got these four monsters sitting down. I think they ordered $500 for lunch. Wow. And all they had was lunch. But then here's the best part they came back after the show. And guess who came with them? Mm. Oh. Everybody who wrestled that night came with them, including, oh, wow. the, including the audience. Wow. That followed them over to the restaurant. Wow. We were there till three o'clock in the morning, drinking and eating and getting drunk and getting fat and telling the stories. Wow. But the best, the best story mm-hmm. was he used to be called the Tonga kid uh-huh. who later became Rakishi. Oh, yes. And I remember that. Rakishi. Yes. Used to call himself the Tonga the kid Tonga when he was kid. younger. Yeah. He came in with his brother. It was Samu and Fatu, the Samoans. Yes. Tonga kid. And, but he got big, boy. <laughs> <laughs> he got big. Anyway, I will shut up now. Man. No, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have Angela as a guest too one of these days too. So you're going to be a guest one day. Do you want me to be a guest and talk about my days in wrestling? Sure, why not? Bless you, my dear. <laughs> You're better off getting Leon on the show for crying out. No, I think I, I, I He's think probably the fans, more entertaining than I am. I think the fans in the audience would love to hear your days as a wrestling. As I'm a trying to forget about it, and you want me to relive it. I think the fun part of it, not just like, not you, you know, like you were, you know, having fun and your dad in the restaurant. I think they would love to hear stuff like that. The stories, well, you know, it's, can yeah. I say something in, in sure. all seriousness? Um, of course. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of work. It was, it was. Let's oh, I can imagine the work. It, it yes. was absolutely. It was work. Yes. But it was a lot of fun work. Um, yeah. It's also a very expensive, like we heard Robert Romanus the other night. He yes. was talking about his coffee business. Oh, absolutely. He said it's a nickel business with dollar problems. And he gave and away that's more how coffee wrestling is. that he made. Yeah. Wrestling is a nickel and dime business with dollar problems, big dollar problems. Oh, well, yeah, especially and because of the movie. The thing, Amelia. Mm-hmm. And just hear me out for a minute, because it's sure. I want it's important. I want to say this. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not the I am not the grizzled old veteran. I learned my lesson and I walked away after 50 years. Okay. And that's mm-hmm. true. I spent 50, 50, five, zero mm-hmm. years involved in wrestling. Okay. I started when I was 15. Go figure that out. Yes, I am pushing 65, folks. That's true. 
Thank you, God. I don't look it. I look. I think I look pretty good for my age. But the the point is, it will make you old before your time. Yeah, it's a very very strenuous business. A lot of people in that business die young, as we oh, talked about. Yes, it will. It's a business. If you don't make money, guess what? You lose money. Why? Because mm-hmm. people come in to pay to see a show. You still have to pay people even if the, if you don't make any money. Mm-hmm. Where's that money coming from? It's coming from your pocket. Yes. Okay? It's coming from your bank account. And if you can't... I have had to do this. I'm, I'm telling the truth, folks. I've had to leave shows to go to the ATM machine and take money out to pay people because they didn't make enough money at the door. Or somebody at the door had tacky fingers. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, of course. You know, sticky fingers at the door. One, you know, here's one for the promoter, a couple for me. Here's one for the promoter, three for me. Hmm. You know, here's how they count money at a wrestling show. Let me make my camera bigger here. Here's how mm-hmm. they count money. Sure. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You see where the money's going? Yeah. You're getting five. They're getting 20. Oh, my goodness. That's where the money goes, kids. It goes into some schmuck's pocket. Hmm. Okay. But you got to pay the wrestlers. I and, and you, I'm going to have a guy on your show. I'm going to bring him on. His mm-hmm. name is Mike Murphy. Okay. Now, I know you don't like Mike. But he's been in, he's a friend of mine from the business a long time. And he can tell you, he can tell you what it was like back in the day. Uh, in the on the independent circuit. There were days he wrestled for five bucks, okay? Mm-hmm. You know? It's not the dislike part, it's just the disrespect that he showed towards someone that I respect myself. He disrespected well, I someone. understand that, but you know, some yeah. people are just, they have that way about them. Yeah. You know, he, Mike is a little rough around the edges, but so am I. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. Um, Leon's got something to say. Which, Le- Le- oh, here you go. Leon says, I once stopped at a Denny's in Black Bart. Oh, Black Bart and Oliver Humperdinck. Oh, my God, mm-hmm. please. You remember Oliver Humperdinck? Yeah. From Texas? Mm-hmm. Oliver Humperdinck had the the most orange hair <laughs> in your life. Yep. His they hair had to go from blonde mm-hmm. to orange, back to blonde again, back to orange. Yeah. He, it was a redhead. He had red hair. Yeah, he had to go back and forth. Really and... like mm-hmm. it was kind of like I want to say Danny Bonaducci orange, because Danny right. hair is really red. Yeah, and oh, it's like... not anymore. It's kind of gray now, but. Yeah, they had to do like a character thing, like, okay, what am I going to be today kind of thing? <laughs> so, uh, it's, oh, yeah, and Leon's at Magnum TA just missed me by a foot at the uh, TBS. Studio. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Leon, what were you doing at the TBS studio in Atlanta on Peachtree Drive? <laughs> I know the area very, very, very well. <laughs> yeah. You don't, yeah. You don't just get to TBS and you got to be looking for that place. <laughs> so, Amelia. Yes. Um, James Beard will be here shortly. Yep. Yeah, we'll be talking um, a little bit more about Why don't we do this? I, I am going to run our first commercial. Oh, yes, please. Um, and I want everybody to know that tonight's show 
is brought to you with limited commercial interruption. We are being sponsored tonight by Nightmare Films and Glenn Martin, director, producer of horror films and suspense movies. He was our guest Monday night. Glenn is sponsoring this show tonight with his new film, In the Shadows. I want everybody to take a look at In the Shadows. We'll be right back. Marlon Hatcher hasn't spoken in 35 years. That's what you're telling me? That's exactly what I'm telling you. I find that hard to believe, Doctor. He just sits in front of the window, staring out at nothing. Past the hills, past the trees, past the days and nights, to this moment. What's going on? Your wife's been murdered. What? How? I think I can answer that question for you, Tom. Dr. Lucas, what are you doing here? Harlan has escaped. Grandpa, where are you? of a trailer boy i know i was ready to watch the rest of it it's like where's my popcorn <laughs> that movie is called in the shadows mm -hmm. it is available on amazon prime you can find it um uh, on a number of outlets but that's the that's the one that's the go-to is amazon oh yes um be sure to also check out his latest film called the searching that's a really interesting film i'm not going to give away nothing about oh. it I'm going to play the trailer for you later and just sit back and pop the popcorn, baby. Right. Thank yep. you, Mr. Martin, for being our sponsor. Too. Oh, Thank my you. God. And he was a hell of a guest. I have to tell everybody. Um, on my show Monday night, which Amelia is the co-host of, the What's the Buzz podcast. And she does a heck of a job producing that show, by the way. Amelia and I had our guest, Glenn Martin, and the entire cast. I mean, the whole cast. Yeah. showed up except for two people who was doing the movies mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> so they, they were working look they have to pay oh, the bills yeah. gotta go to work absolutely um uh I, so who was who was not georgia simmons george, and julia george riley simmons. Were, and julia riley yeah. were the two that were julia there. riley and georgia simmons were not with us because they were filming uh doing television and and uh, and a, a picture i think julia was doing mm -hmm. movie um 
But we had great actor Michael Parry, Bob Romanus from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Of course, Michael Parry from Eddie and the Cruisers, the Philadelphia Experiment. Um, yes. God, Wrongful Death, The Virgin, Suicide. You name, he's done 226 movies so far. Remarkable actor. We had Jennifer Banco. You remember her from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. What a movie that one. She was a kid when she did that one. Yeah, very we also had Beverly Randolph, who was uh, at Friday the 13th. No, I'm sorry, no. Beverly was uh, Return of the Living Dead. Yes. Was Return. Well, that was a hell of a movie, too. And I was surprised that she was a pilot, too. I was, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She was surprised that you knew that. Yeah, really? <laughs> That's what well, you call what research. Is when you do research, you, exactly. you, that's what, we do research here, folks. Mm -hmm. We yep. absolutely do research here yep. for sure. Um, yes, we so do. Now, um, we'll yeah. But we are talking about tonight going inside the movie The Iron Claw. Yeah. Um, a lot of the movie surprised me, too, because uh, as we'll talk to James Beard more about that, you know, uh, my son, he, he and I went to the movies, as you know, because Jeff's right now, you know, can't really go anywhere right now. But, yeah, how's he doing anyway, your husband? Um, he's doing a lot better, actually. The wound's healing, so he should be up and Good. He, uh, they Good. said it, it's like a single layer or so of skin, so it's actually looking so much better. He should be getting his uh, hip replacement soon. Good, good, good. And, uh, I'll tell you what, folks. Pray for me, his husband, because he has been through. This poor guy has been through the ringer. Mm -hmm. I mean, you want to every time he thought he was getting better, he ended up back in the hospital. Yeah, he's been in the hospital bed since June. <laughs> since, since think about that. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's January twenty four now, mm -hmm. and he's been in there since June of twenty three. Yeah, okay? yeah, it's been in and out of the Not hospital. Fun. No, and uh, and so my son, you know, I took him to the movie and and uh, part of a birthday present kind of thing. And he looked and he was like, he was just like this the whole time, just his eyes and his jaw dropped. He's like, oh my god! He goes, mom. He goes, this is wrestling. He goes, what you see now is not wrestling. He goes, oh my god, mom. This he goes, I wish I could have seen this. He goes, I want to watch more of this older wrestling. I said, of course. I said, I go to YouTube. You know, type this in. And he was like. And he was just surprised of the Von Eric brothers. He goes, Mom, are they cursed? And I, I didn't say anything to him. I didn't say well, a word to him. Funny, isn't it, that the, he yeah. used that word, are they cursed? He, he asked me himself. I didn't yeah. say a word to him during the movie. Well, after you the know, movie. Amelia, that was the question for a long time. Because th this is not something new. No. Because mm -mm, um, I know quite a bit about the Von Eric boys. Yeah. Um, he asked I me used himself. to watch... World class championship wrestling. I watched a lot of stuff from Texas. Um, mm -hmm. Southwest Championship. Yeah. By the way, James Beard is part of that Southwest crew. Yes, yeah. I saw his bio that he was a referee of them as well, and he had. Oh a yeah, lot he worked for um for Joe. He knew Joe Blanchard, Tully's father, Tully Blan uh, Tully Blanchard's father. Uh, part of the uh, um probably the, the most devastating tag team next to the road warriors mm -hmm. were the, uh, the team of Arn Anderson mm -hmm. and, uh, and Tully Blanchard. Um, 
you know, and they were called the in the WWE, they were called the Brain Busters. Right. But they were actually part of a uh, a, a larger team with Ole and Gene Anderson called the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Right. Um, because that's kind of where they all met. Yeah. Well, basically from like Wisconsin and Minnesota up in up in that area, right. which is, believe it or not, Amelia, that's a big, big wrestling territory. Oh, yeah. I, I want to explore all that. Just to give you an idea, because here's the old man again, right? Mm-hmm. Just to give you an idea who came out of there. Rick Rude, Kurt Henning, mm-hmm. Larry the Axe Henning, um, uh, the uh, the Road Warriors, Animal and Hawk. Yes. Uh, Rick Rude, um, uh, Matt Bourne, the guy that was Doink the Clown, the late Matt Bourne. Right. Um, that's just off the top of my head. Leon, who else? Um, oh my God, just but everybody that. Oh, and of course the legendary Eddie Sharkey. Right. The guy who trained everybody. Uh, yeah. Incredible, incredible an area for wrestling. Just Ric Flair came from that area. Right. Um, Vern Gagne, you know, incredible yeah, they, wrestling. Just Yeah, they said it was like more of the upper, like middle up. And then, of course, the southern. It was like more in the up in the area like that. They said If they you had. took the United States mm-hmm. and drew a line right down the middle. That's where they would Some be. of the most. Awesome wrestling you yeah. ever saw was from Texas all the way up. Oh hey, yeah. Go, go to go to Dallas and make mm-hmm. a line straight up. Yeah, just like straight right in the middle. It's like all yep. of that. And then everybody else to kind of joined in a little bit. Yeah. Oklahoma, you know. Mm-hmm. Um huge, huge Jim Ross. Oh yeah, Oklahoma. Came from this. Oklahoma. Yeah, they um, you know, uh Steve Dr. Death Williams. Yeah, Arkansas was another one too that a lot of people came from. Uh, Leon, yes, the Andersons, the Andersons yeah. brothers came from uh, from the Minnesota area, um, Minnesota, Wisconsin area. Mm-hmm. Of course, Vern Gagne was more. Um, I'm wanting to say like Minnesota, Minneapolis, really. Yeah, in that area. Well, yours too in the New Jersey area said you, your neck of the woods as well. Oh, huge! Yeah. I live in Wrestler Row. Mm-hmm. In in the day when I was here, yes, we had them. This is just off the top of my head: King Kong Bundy, Afa Sika, Jimmy Snooker, Magnificent Morocco, uh, Bob Backlund, Larry Pretty Boy Sharp, um, the Moon Dogs, um, JJ Dillon, who still lives here, right? Um, uh, Bruno San Martino lived 30 minutes, 45 minutes away. Um, King Kong Bundy. Uh, who else? God almighty. Um, that's just off the top of my head. Right. You know, I mean, if oh, Buddy Rogers. Yes. The legendary NWA, WWF world champion, Buddy Rogers. The guy who became Jimmy Snooker's manager. Right. Captain Lou Albano was from the area. Um, or, or not was from, from here, but lived here. Right. Because you have to remember back in the day, Amelia, that Vince McMahon Sr., Vince McMahon's dad, the mm-hmm. 
the you know the original Vince McMahon. He ran New York, Connecticut, Connecticut, Philadelphia, Delaware. That was his and New Jersey. Mm-hmm. That was his loop. Okay. Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland, Baltimore. Right. Okay. Five or six states, all he needed. That's all he needed. He made a full-time promotion right. in five states. Now, I want you to think about something. You're from Texas. Right. Texas is a very, very big state. Yes. Okay, it's like its own country. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. It's its own country. <laughs> it is. It really is. Texas is kind of its own country. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. At the time, back in the day, you know, growing up, Texas had seven full-time promotions. Yes. Corpus Christi, Dallas-Fort Worth. Um, San Antonio. San Antonio. El Paso. Um, El Paso. Uh, the Guerreros were in El Paso. Yes. yes. Um, uh, Port Arthur. Yes. Um, NWA ran out of Port Arthur. Mm-hmm. Um, God, the Janis Joplin was from there too, by the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm missing one, but it was one more, and I forgot. Um, is it, is it uh, Lubbock oh, area? Amarillo. Amarillo. Yes. Amarillo. The Funks. Yes. How can we? Because Scott how can Casey we too. We just lost mm-hmm. Terry. Yeah, and Scott Terry Casey Funk. was from that area too. Yeah. So there you go, seven. That's seven promotions, right? Just that we can remember, and there were probably a lot of smaller ones too. Oh but yeah, those absolutely. were the big ones, and they were all associated with the National Wrestling Alliance. Yes, they every one of them, even Fritz von Erich, was part of the NWA. Yes. A big part of the NWA because he was on the board of directors. Yes, along with Sam Mushnick and. People mm-hmm. like that, or you know, um, oh my god, who else? Um, I'm wanting to say, um, what the heck was his name? Um, Luthez, Luthez, yes, he was a big, I had a brain fart to think yeah. of Luthez and Gary Hart. Oh, Gary Hart was, was a genius, yes, genius, he knew talent just like that, he could spot it just with the, just by looking at them. Like that, uh, and then see Rogers teamed with Bob Orton senior for yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Buddy Rogers did team up. Wahoo McDaniel, uh, we had him as well. Oh, Wahoo, yeah, we've actually. I'm a friend of, of Wahoo's wife, Karen. Yeah, yeah, I remember she was fantastic guest. I love her. She was. Oh, she, I'll, I'll get her back for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Vince Senior said he would never compete against other areas. He, unlike his son, respected the territory. Uh, territory is spelled wrong, Leon, but I get what you're saying. You're absolutely, he you're did. Absolutely he competed, right. he competed with uh, Ted Turner, as a matter of fact. He did compete with him, Vince what? Jr. did, yes, not Vince Sr. No, but uh, he's like, oh, forgot. Vince Sr. had a gentleman's agreement. What they yes. did, and I have mm-hmm. rare footage, I'm going to mm-hmm. show it on the show sometime. Yeah, it's rare footage of. All the promoters from across the country, the NWA promoters, mm-hmm. and they all had a meeting, and it's on film. Yes. And they all agreed, not one person. I want you to think about this, folks. Yeah. Not one person signed the contract. It was all like this. Yeah. Handshake. All done on a handshake. And that meant a lot back then. 
and then everything back then. Yeah. And uh, James Beard um, threw it out the window. Here, my friend. And his son threw it out the window. He's like, uh-uh, I'm not doing this. I'm going to compete with every single body until he was number well, one. I'll tell you what, Amelia, we're going to have to get onto this okay. uh, subject. Yeah. I know it's your show, claw. but I got to bring you up here. No, that's um, fine. Um, the let's Iron talk about claw. this movie, The Iron Claw. So, sure. what did you think? You saw the movie. What did you think? Um, I had some good and negative things about it. The beginning of it. I mean, I understand how. Uh, I didn't agree with. Well, I knew he had his favorites. I did, but you know. You're talking I, about when you say he had his. It, who, Fritz, who he? The Fritz. Fritz. Fritz, yeah, I want know. you to be clear about. Yeah, well, somebody just tuning in is going to go. Who's she talking well, about? <laughs> well, they, I think they did a great uh, thing with casting Fritz because it looked just like the dad. What do you think? Uh, I had a big problem with the casting. Well, the the Fritz though, I think they did a great job with casting. They the dad. did an amazing job right. with Fritz. They did a fantastic Here's job with him. Here he they, is. Uh, hey, James. Here, here I am. Oh, hey. my brother. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well now. I'm sorry about that. We... No, no, listen, no, we... with no apologies necessary. Oh. I believe fervently, better safe than sorry. Yeah. I, our late friend, Charlie Thunderfoot, Charlie Thunderblood Norris. Mm -hmm, Charlie, Charlie was a dear friend of ours. Yeah, good guy. Very, very. He's been on our show five or six times. It was a big loss when we lost Charlie. Yeah, it'll be but February. Charlie it'll be a year. Amelia, I'm not even tell, yeah. tell James. <laughs> drive and talk, drive and talk. <laughs> it would drive us nuts. Charlie, call oh me God. when you get home. Don't yeah. don't talk because it used to unnerve the hell out of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. God. I, I so, know the feeling. Yeah. Let me yeah. tell everybody um who you are. Yeah. This is Texas Wrestling Insiders, ladies and gentlemen. He is legendary in his own right. James Beard was a referee. A promoter, longtime friend of the Von Erich wrestling family, particularly friend of Fritz Von Erich, the uh, the Iron Claw of Texas, as mm -hmm. it were. Because uh, James, he really did run Texas with an Iron Claw, didn't he? Uh, pretty much, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he was he was a uh, 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 yeah. Uh, he was kind of he was kind of a rough, gruff old guy sometimes, but he he, he really was uh, he was quite a quite a great businessman. To tell the truth about it. Amazing yeah. businessman, as I hear. How did he, if you're aware of it, I'd love to know the story. How did Fritz acquire the Sportatorium with no money? Well, uh, I heard yeah. there was a famous story that, that <laughs> you, and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and I probably couldn't get it exactly right. But uh, this, when Fritz came back to Texas, um, the, the Dallas, uh, promotion was actually a part of the Houston territory. Mm -hmm. uh, Morris, okay. Siegel, Morris Siegel had that. And, okay. uh, and they got into a little bit of a, a, a I guess a disagreement over over some things over the years and and eventually uh, you know just to cut to the chase, uh, Fritz kind of edged them out a little bit and, and it ended up being Dallas being the main booking office and, and Houston was just a part of, the, of, of that but uh, he, somehow he managed to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, with Mark McLemore also was, was part of that. And, and, and somehow he managed to uh, uh, gain access of, of the control of the thing. I, there, was a, there was a long story involved, and I, I couldn't get it right if I tried to tell it to you. But uh, did, 
the gist of what we heard, because we do a lot of research on the show, okay. the gist of what we heard it was a lot of backdoor politicking, a lot, um, a lot of people doing kind of like back channel favors. Yeah. That's where the money went. It didn't go to the sportatorium. It yeah. went toward piecing everybody off. Yeah. Is what yeah. we heard. And, you know, and then Trist had gained a lot of uh, a lot of control and a lot of power just simply for being who he was. And, yeah, and, and, and so over and and uh, doing so well. You know, and, and there was a while, if I understand the whole story right, that that uh, he had to actually move out of the sportatorium for a while until he really gained control of everything. Then he moved back into it and, and, you know, the rest is history. My understanding, and this is a story of legends, James. It's really a legendary story because nobody can, can tell us if it's true or not. But my understanding is that Fritz von Erich had the ring in the sportatorium permanently cemented yeah in, is that true yeah yeah the, the 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 ring was it was not only used for a wrestling ring it was also used for music for for a, a concerts and things yes he would so rent really, it out. Yeah, yeah so it was mm -hmm. built into the sportatorium and and uh, as a permanent fixture and, and there was an old wooden floor around it originally and uh, uh so the, did they the, use it like as a stage yes yeah they would yeah. just are you shitting me? Yeah, oh, yeah, he would rent it out for different concerts yeah. and things yeah, like they, that. They used it. They used the wrestling ring as a stage. Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, there was a long. Oh my time, god, that's there crazy. There was a long time period there when the, when the wrestling would be on one night, and then the, the, they had what they called the uh, uh, Big D Jamboree, which is a TV show that that had country music on it, and uh, all the big names played there, and and, uh, and and they just took the ropes down. You could see the post. The ring road, ring road. I heard a story, James, that Elvis Presley performed in that ring more than once. Yeah, did he yeah. really? <laughs> yeah, uh, That's when funny. back back in uh, oh, I don't remember what year it was. Now Percy Pringle was there, and he and he was working out of Fritz's office, and he was cleaning out a bunch of things, and he found an old contract that, that Elvis had signed. And if I remember correctly, uh, Elvis and his band—I'm talking about him and the band both played there for like 200 and something dollars you know wow you know so wow. it, yeah yeah it, it, could you imagine there. paying elvis presley 250 bucks yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but that that yeah a, a lot of the a lot of the big names played at the sport story wow wow amelia <laughs> questions for james beard this is well, by the way james this is her show but i have a horrible habit of taking over, over. You, you no, that's you. okay. I that's I, okay. I like the questions he was asking. First of all, I want to say happy belated birthday. Well, thank you. Appreciate and that. Thank you. And welcome to Absolutely. my first show as my first guest. All right. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, I also wanted to say, uh, how long have you been a referee, first of all? Oh, this is almost 40 years. Oh, getting close, wow. Getting, getting close wow. to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what was your first uh, wrestling uh, referee match? Oh my gosh! Uh, honestly, I don't even remember the first match. It was, it was, uh, you know, when I first started, they did some of these little house shows and things. You know, trying to figure out whether that's what I wanted to do or not. I'd been in the music business, and I kind of got pu pushed into the wrestling business by some of the wrestlers that I. Are you serious? Oh really? wait, yeah. hold on, hold yeah. on, Amelia. I got to jump back in here. Go ahead. Go ahead. I knew you were going to ask a question. I have to tell you something, Jim. That's my background. Yeah. 
That's what happened to me. I got, I, I'm, you know, a, a, a music, um, basically, well, here's what happened. I was a music historian. I became a DJ, did radio. I booked bands. I booked clubs. I managed bands. And then I got suckered. I snookered, I want to call it. I got snookered <laughs> into the wrestling business. Hey, we, we have the same history. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I got I, that was. I was it's, playing around the Dallas area and got to know a bunch of the guys, and you know, and I'd watched yeah, wrestling all my life. It, and, it's like a drug, isn't it? You get suckered yeah. into this stuff. Bad. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, Amelia. Go ahead. No, I had no, no. To, that's fine. No, I, I, I knew you were going to talk about that. But <laughs> is uh, and you were saying about your how much of impact did you have in the movie itself, The Iron Claw? Well, it, you know, it was kind of funny. I, I when I was asked to if I would be interested in doing it, I. I um, I had no idea what I, what my role would be, other than I knew that I'd probably play a referee, obviously. <laughs> and uh, uh, I got down there, and they, you know, they knew my background. They knew I knew the guys that were actually in the movie. And uh, I was I was kind of uh, Chavo Guerrero was a, was the wrestling director. Yeah, uh, he put all the the wrestling matches together and, and, the, and the spots together that we were doing in the, in the scenes and things. And he also trained the the, the actors beforehand for for several months. Uh, working on them, teach them, you know, the basics and that kind of thing. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I got a little bit of a little bit of a cold. That's uh, okay. But they, uh, uh, when I got there, it was it was like you know they knew my background and, and they knew that I knew all these guys and and um, I was kind of leaned on to to kind of guide them in how these guys would act and react and move and and, and that kind of thing. So uh, that was kind of my role there, plus being obviously being in the scenes too. Amelia, oh, okay. may I ask a question of James? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. James, we were as you were coming in here tonight, Amelia and I were just about to discuss the casting of the film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um Jenny, Amelia thought they sorry. You, if you need to answer that, go right ahead. No, no. I could put you on mute. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, we were, okay, yeah. Yeah, we were we were just discussing the casting of the film. Amelia indicated that she loved the casting. I, on the other oh, hand, I, I just like the the casting of the dad. I I thought yeah. it was spot on. That's yeah. yeah. yeah well, I'll hopefully, tell you, he yeah, was yeah. amazing. Yeah. They, where, I love to know where they found a guy that looked like Fritz because yeah. Fritz is kind of a unique looking character. Mm -hmm. But they yeah. did a great job. Uh, here is the <laughs> problem I have with this, and it's. Mm -hmm. Again, this is I'm maybe I'm being overcritical, James, but the guy, the actor who played Kerry, mm -hmm. should have played Kevin. <laughs> the actor who played Kevin should have played Kerry. Kerry, and right? The guy who played David looked nothing like any of the Von Erics. Yeah, yeah it, it, you know, the it's it's kind of a. Uh, that, that's been one of those things that has been bounced around by a lot of people over the last, well, ever since the, the, the mm -hmm. movie, the idea of the movie came out and it started to get a little publicity and that sort of thing. Uh, I, I think the, I think the thing is, is and, and you're right. I mean, uh, Zach was, was definitely jacked up and, and yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, brother. Was and, he, and, and Jeremy was a little bit more, I mm -hmm. guess, built the way, the way Kevin was built. That's his name. Jeremy. Line. Yes. Jeremy right. White, that's his name, yeah. yes. Yeah. And Zach, but, Zach Efron, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I kind of, 
honestly, I, I kind of ignored all of that, the physical thing. Um, mm -hmm. I, for, because the, the movie is really not a wrestling movie. It's, no. it's, a, it's a story about a family and a tragic story. Yeah. That. And, and the movie is really about Kevin and about how he That's what I was thinking. Yeah, they made it more toward him. Yeah. It was uh, the, the entire film, James, seemed to have been from Kevin's uh, point of view. Told, yeah. told through his eyes. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And, and, and you know, if you think about it, uh, here's the, the, the older brother, and, and basically he's getting overlooked when all the opportunities come by. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and then, of course, you're having to deal with all the tragedies and that kind of thing. And, and and, yeah. and and that's really what it's about. It's about how he dealt yeah. with those things. It's not. It's not really about wrestling at all. It's about that. And, and I'm glad yeah. to hear but, you say that. It, yeah. it was. Yeah. It's the story of a family dynamic. And here has always been the problem, as I see it. The idea of wrestling families, James, has not been new. It's never been new. Uh, particularly no. in Texas, where things are very clannish. Yes. Joe Blanchard, Tully Blanchard, um, Terry Funk, um, uh, uh, Dory, Dory Senior. Yes. Uh, all you know the Funks, yes. the Guerreros. It's, you, you see where I'm going with this? Oh yeah, yeah. And it's very, very family, but every territory had a family. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then you had the, the the brilliant genius of the late Gary Hart, who, boy, is he sorely missed. Absolutely. What an amazing! I love that man. What an amazing! He was a dear friend. Yeah, he had a brilliant mind for the business. Oh but yeah. Here's the thing, though, and and the the family dynamic has has is not a new thing, but with regard to the Von Erich family, there was this underlying tension. To be something that they did not want to be. No. When you see in the film, and we're going to see it here in a minute, uh, you see in the film where the uh, Jeremy playing uh, Kerry Von Erich says, um, "What his Fritz says? You know, I think you want you need to join your brothers in wrestling," and he says, "I would love to," but he really didn't want to. He did not. He did not want to be there. He wanted to pursue Olympics football. and Olympics. He wanted to be and, and yeah, Olympics. Olympics. He wanted to be, you know, an an athlete, you know, a bona fide athlete. Not that wrestlers aren't, but let's be honest, James, they're made fun of. They yeah, people the, mock and ridicule wrestlers. There was there was some disappointment from from Kerry that he didn't get to uh, carry through with the the Olympic thing and that sort of deal. And, 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 uh, uh but, but in, in the end, I mean, he would have been, he would have been joining the boys no matter what, at some point, right. even, yeah. even if he'd gone, gone through the Olympics and that, and, and, and those guys grew up in wrestling. I mean, they were doing, they were wrestling by the time they were big enough to move, you know? And, and yeah. uh, yeah. so that, that was going to happen. The only one, only one of the brothers that really, that really didn't care about joining uh, was Mike. And and that was pretty much shown and he, in the movie. And he was forced uh, yeah. onto it, I believe. Well, I mean, forced, uh, yeah. you know, pushed, felt yeah. obligated, however you want to put it, you know. Yeah. Uh, his real love and his real passion was music. And music, yeah, he was uh, a great singer, from what I heard. Yeah, yeah, he, he was he was talented, and, and that's what he loved to do, and that's what he wanted to do. But after David died, uh, 
you know, there was that hole and, and mm -hmm. uh, he felt obligated to fill it. And, and that was, I thought that was, that was one of the really uh, strongest points of the movie that, that, that and, uh, you know, yeah. and, and that was, and, and the, the young man that played that Mike it did an incredible job with it. Oh yes. James, there were moments in this film that made me angry. There are moments in this film that brought me to tears uh, there were moments in this film where I wanted to reach through the screen <laughs> yeah. and and choke the, the Fritz character. Mm -hmm. uh, he, well, that's how good he was. Yeah, I got, I got to be honest with you. Uh, it was a little rough on Fritz. Uh, Fritz, Fritz well, be that was going to be my question to yeah. you. Yeah. Did did they take too many liberties with, uh, with Fritz? I, I think, well, Fritz could be gruff and he could be rough and he could be... Uh, uh, demanding sometimes, but he was not mean. He, he he was never. I never saw him be mean to anybody, and, and not not to the boys or anything. I mean, yeah. he was. It, you it, knew it, him well. It, well, I didn't know him as well as some people did. I mean, Gary Hart knew him better than I did, and they, right. they had they had a love hate relationship, you know. And, well, and, yeah, but you at but, least you had access to him, I and mean, you you could but, talk to him, right? Well, I mean, he wasn't that hard to talk to. If you want to talk, well, to right. that was going to be my question. Was was he a was he a, like for for James Beard to come up to him? Was he approachable, or yeah. did he yeah. like? So I don't have time well, right was, now. He wasn't. He wasn't the. He wasn't the uh, uh, it almost made him look. Uh, uh, I don't know, obsessed of some way, and and he, he just wasn't like that. And and yeah. I think, I think, I think that got. You know that got carried a little too far in in in, in the character, but uh, you know, and and it, and it made him look bad. And even 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 Kevin has said that's the one thing about the movie that he thought was a little disappointing is that yeah. it made his dad look worse than, than made him look like a mean. Dad. Yeah, I know Amelia has no. questions for you, James, yeah. about the the so-called von Eric curse. But before she mm -hmm. before I I get there, I I do want to show people a clip. Mm -hmm. uh, of this film, yes. Um, it, we they are our sponsors for this month. Mm -hmm. Thank you to A twenty four Films for sponsoring our show for this month. Um, mm -hmm. We showed this clip Monday night, yes. and it received unanimously good reviews. So uh, let's take a look at this clip, James and and, okay. and everyone. Mm -hmm. And then after the uh, after the break here, uh, Amelia. Ask away, okay? Absolutely. I'm telling you, it's your show, right? <laughs> Here we go. Ever since I was a child, people said my family was cursed. Mom tried to protect us with God. Pop tried to protect us with wrestling. He said if we were the toughest, the strongest, nothing could ever hurt us. I believed him. We all did. Morning. Pants tomorrow, please, David. Harry, I want you to join your brothers in the ring. Yes, sir. I love that. Now, we all know Carrie's my favorite, then Kev, then David, then Mike. But the rankings can always change. What do you want in life, Kevin and Eric? More ribs. <laughs> I want to be with my family. You know, be with my brothers. What do you like to do with your brothers? Together, we can do anything. 
We're here to restore justice to the wrestling federation that our father built with his own two hands. The hands that were passed down to us. The hands that will deliver the iron claw to you. So what do you think? Like we're alive. I love your family, Kevin. Don't we an uncle? Yes, sir. Oh, man, that makes me so happy. I'll talk to you about something. It's too tough on us. You gotta say something. Baby, that's what your brother's for. You feel that? Ah. You feel that? Ah. That's pressure. You push it too hard. I'm fine, kid. Seriously, I'm just sick. Don't scare me. It all my head of control. That's a terrible accident. I should have stopped him. I need to think about my family. Your job is to wrestle. Live up to that deal or we are through. I told you to look out for him! I just love being out there with you guys. It's the only thing that matters to me. The father will forever be the greatest family in the history of wrestling. Well, <laughs> that was the Iron Claw. Before, Amelia, before we do anything, mm-hmm. I have to say, for the record, the actors who played the fabulous Freebirds were yeah. spot on. Yeah, Those guys were great, especially the guy that played Michael P.S. Hayes. That one was unbelievable. He had his inflection and his mm-hmm. nuances down to a science. They could have got they his son really to play the part of P- uh, Michael Haze and that would have just been spot on too. Like, James, yeah. did you yeah. have any uh, um, uh, any say in the casting? No, no, I didn't. Not in the casting. I, I, those are those are little things like you're talking about, like uh, the, the little nuances, the way guys move, the way they the way they reacted. Uh, that oh, kind of gotcha. thing. I, I, I got a little. I got I got a lot of input in that, and and, uh, gotcha. and that that was really. They kind of leaned on me to 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 give them the you know the, the straight dope about how these guys really were you know and and, right. and they nailed it you know they they really did uh, and yeah. zach was zach was the same way with with kevin he he, he was very intent on trying to get kevin's essence in, in the ring you know and, and which you know kevin was a very aggressive guy and and you know and, and i thought he did a wonderful job of that yeah yeah wrestling the barefoot and everything like that to yeah. get in yeah. out of the ring and feel you know. Yeah, Amelia, the Von Eric curse. It's all yours. Yeah, yeah. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> well, I mean, my my son he actually went with me to the movie. I didn't tell him anything about the movie at all whatsoever uh, about wrestling back and then. And he even said he says, "Mom, were they cursed at all?" And I didn't say a word to him at all. Yeah, yeah. And, that, that, if, if you ask Kevin, Kevin has no belief in a curse whatsoever, mm-hmm. uh, and and I don't think any of them did. Uh, I mean, there was, you look at what happened, you know, losing all those boys and, and, and the way it happened. Uh, and, and then all the things that surrounded the, the, the world-class promotion, you know, not not just the Von Eric boys, but, you know, Gino Hernandez, Bruiser Brody. Uh, yeah. You know, and so many things happened that, that you think, you know, <laughs> why is this happening to this one one group of guys, you know? And, 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 and you think, well, that's got to be a curse. Uh, but I don't think I don't think any of us ever believed that. I think it's just a, a lot of bad decisions in some cases, and in some cases, uh, just bad luck. And, and you know, it's it's sad. You know, really sad that, that uh, one family could lose that many boys, and, and oh, one promotion yeah. could have that many, that many things happen to them. But yeah, I don't think anybody believed in a curse. Is there a reason why they mentioned it in the movie? Oh. 
Excuse me? Is there a reason why they mentioned that in the movie? Uh, well, because I think it's kind of public, uh, kind of a uh, public thing, you know, that, that's out there, that, that there is a curse, you know, and that kind of thing. And, and, James, and, and I, I have know. a question regarding that. It, sure. With regard to the to the boys themselves, um, was it a matter of too much too soon for those guys? And uh, how much, I mean, they were, let's be honest, they were all young good-looking well-built kids you know i mean th th you can't you can't deny that the von eric boys were good-looking kids and they had you know, a lot of a lot of girls you know they they had a lot of girls that like wanted to get with them <laughs> yeah, you, have no, you have no idea yeah um, you know, i don't hear <laughs> um, you know uh, uh hmm. <laughs> He's like, I don't know how to answer that one. No, we we have no language parameter here. Oh, so you go can, ahead. You can curse away. Well, I, I it's not about cursing. It's just, yeah, no, the 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 body a lot of boys, sexual I, innuendo, know, I, probably. I, I rode I rode with Kevin, just the two of us together for for quite a while at one time, and, and we talked about everything we think of, and. And he, he actually said to me one time that, that, you know, I think we had too much too soon, just like you said. And, and that was part of the problem, but not all of it. I mean, some of it, some of it's just, uh, like I said, just making bad decisions or, or, or bad luck, you know, and, and, and uh, there, there was a lot of pressure on those guys. They were yeah. rock stars. They were, they yeah. were. Well, yeah. The other uh, you thing, know, you know, Amelia and I talked about that. The one thing that we're not clear about, because we've talked, we've had discussions about this, but and we don't know. That's why you're here. Yeah. Is where did the drugs come in, and who? Which one of the of uh, the boys was the first to introduce the drugs to the other brothers? Well, I can't answer that. I really can't. I, I because I don't know. Uh, okay. But, but uh, I mean, in the wrestling business, uh, your body takes a beating. I mean, and, and, and back in those days, you're working six, seven nights a week, and sometimes twice on Sunday. That's what that old right. saying is true. Yeah, yeah. And and and, uh, and and you know, the guys are beat up and tired, and and it's rough. It's a rough life. At least it was when during the territory days when you had to travel all the time and. It'd be at this next town and sometimes it'd be several hours away and, and you don't get much sleep and you know you're taking the bumps and your body's butt busted up and, and injuries and you can't quit working because no you don't yeah. you don't get paid if you don't work yeah and, that's uh, right and, yeah and, and so so uh drugs especially like painkillers and that sort of thing became yeah. kind of a, a common thing in the business and, and and then of course other things get involved too you know and, and, and each guy's different some guys, some guys went through it all and and, and stayed just totally clean. But the reason guys... I asked that question, James, and I don't know if this is true, but the movie seemed to imply yeah. that it was Gino that introduced it to Curry. Yeah. Well, I don't. Because uh, yeah, the, 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 there's a scene in the movie. There's yeah. a scene in there where yeah. they're like. Line, you know, coke on the table and stuff. Yeah, well, the things were around before Gino ever came around. Mm. But, but right, uh, but I mean, Gino, Gino probably enhanced a little of it sometimes. I'm but, sure. By the yeah. way, you knew Gino pretty well. But, G yeah. but Gino is another story. 
I mean, he 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 lived that kind of life. He was a, yeah. he lived and, in the fast lane, and, and yeah. what you saw in the ring is what you saw. What, what he yeah, was. and uh, my problem with with David Manning too is like whenever Gino would say, "Hey, David Manning, I have a problem. I think somebody's after me," or I said somebody, David Manning, right then to me should have said, "Okay, Gino, let's figure this out." That's why I have a problem with because I'm a yeah, big well, Gino fan. It, well, it wouldn't do any good. Uh, you, know. you know, because those guys aren't going to, they're, they're not no. going to admit they have a problem. They, they, yeah. they, they sure. you know, so. especially at that, at that level of things, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, then, it's interesting you know, we're talking about Gino at this time, because next week, mm-hmm. Amelia's show is, the entire show is about Gino well, Hernandez. At the end of the month, actually, it's like the oh, like is it? 31st, okay. yeah. Well, and, I wanted to find out while we have James here. <laughs> Um, well, can we... well, I can I, I can talk to you more about the Von Erich than I can about Gino. I, I wait one. I was, <laughs> oh, okay. I, I didn't hang out with Gino, but I okay. But, we could um, get to someone yeah. about that because I yeah. have a lot to pick with David Manning about him. But that's a different show. But anyway, but as far as like the Von Erichs and stuff like that, did you prefer to uh, be a referee more of the Von Erichs, or it didn't matter, or you were just told that you were going to be a referee with their matches, or? Oh no! I mean, when when you, you when you first start out in, in this mm-hmm. business, and especially at, at that level, you just do whatever you're told. You know, mm-hmm. I I was thrown in to whatever match I was. I was just happy to be there. You know, yeah. I, I would, how I, long I, was it, uh, James, before you were trusted with with information? Uh, not very long. Uh, how really? long did it? Well, let's put it this way: there's a term they use in your wrestling business, smartened up. Yeah. <laughs> how long did it take you to get smartened up? <laughs> uh. You know, I, I think because I, I got into it a little bit, I was a little bit older than some guys when they get into it because I'd been in music and, and done that kind of thing and been mm-hmm. around and I talked to all these guys and kind of got to know some of them. And so I think they kind of trusted me right off. I don't, I don't, I don't remember ever being, you know, mm-hmm. uh, kind of kayfabe by the guys. Right. Uh, there's a, a and, I, and you never know where that point comes when you think you become mm-hmm. one of the boys. But it, it happens. There's there's a point somewhere in your career where you go, oh, they're you know, I'm, I'm one of them now. You know, Amelia, there's a there's a word I haven't heard in forever, kayfabe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows what kayfabe is. No, well, no, they don't. No, they don't. And, and, right now, it's all sports entertainment. If you know what. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, well it, I'll honest, tell you what. You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It never really meant a whole lot anyway. We have a uh, we're up against a hard commercial break. Mm-hmm. Um, Amelia, I want to hit this last commercial. Okay. And then it's all you, okay? okay? Thank you. You got it, kid. We'll be right back after this word, folks. Jess wanted to start a business when something surprising happens. Today, I'm going to teach you how to crochet. She started crocheting, like a lot. And her friends noticed. Jess, you need to sell those. So, she signed up for Shopify and started building her business. Yes, I love that. And after a lot of hard work, this happened. Oh my gosh, I just made my first sale! You see, every day, hundreds of businesses get their first sale on Shopify. We got a ding! And the next could be you. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life and become your own boss, build it on Shopify. Do you have sweaty balls or volleyball netty balls? It's time to make them ready balls. 
themanscape.com lawnmower 3.0 will do the job and clean your knob with its patented no-nick head so your head will function as desired. Enter promo code WRESTLINGFUTURE for a generous 20% discount. That's enter WRESTLINGFUTURE for a 20% discount. Manscaped.com and Wrestling with the Future going balls to the walls with Manscaped.com and the Lawnmower 3.0, your balls will thank you. And so will we. Game? Saka punta to the moon Road trip Vroom vroom Skr skr Zoom zoom And we are back. <laughs> here you go. It's all you, kid. Yeah. Again, we are here with uh, referee James Beard. Thank you again for joining us on my first show. And, of course, Angelo Mad Dog DeCipio. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, as we were getting back to the um, Iron Claw movie, again, we were talking about uh, you being the referee and, of course, the Von Erich movie. And uh, So what did your family think about the movie? And being in light, as they say. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think it, looking at it just from a movie standpoint, it's a great movie. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's very, very well done. Acting is in, uh, top notch. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think if you go and look at it from a, if you're if you're a wrestling fan and you go in there expecting it to be a documentary, no, then, then you can you can pick it apart and find all these things that you know mm -hmm. that that wasn't right and this wasn't right and that kind of right. thing. But my family who didn't know a lot of those things and didn't live through mm -hmm. any of them like I yeah. did. Oh, they watch it and they enjoy it. My friends, all my friends are the same way, you yeah. know, uh, because they don't know, you know, they yeah. don't know that, that some of the timelines were changed. They don't know that some yeah. of the things were, were altered, you know, to, to do the movie. And, and, and so it doesn't matter to them. And, and if you go in there with that mindset, I think you're going to see an incredible picture. picture. Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. what I did too. I, I went in cause I heard bring your tissues. So if you are going to watch yeah. the movie, please bring your tissues because you are going to cry. Yeah. And my son, you know, he just, like I said, he just turned 30 today yeah. and it's a bittersweet because as you know, some wrestlers don't live to be the age of 30. And yeah. I went in with a mindset. I said, I'm not going to tell you the movie. I'm just going to watch you see. It. And, when of course Carrie went in with the crutches, he's like, "What?" I didn't tell him anything, and he said, "What happened?" I said, "I'll let you know. I'll let you know later because I'm not yeah. gonna give away the movie." But, uh, and he's like, "Really, mom? Oh my god!" You know, it was like, "Yeah, you'll just watch the movie and you'll we'll find out later." Google after you watch the movie, but he's like, "Oh my god, mom! You know all of this." He goes, "My the poor boys." I said, "But mom," he goes, "Mom, but they had excellent wrestling careers." I said, "Yeah, they did." Because yeah. but it was tragic that they all lost their lives so soon. I said, but yeah, but they all lived to have great careers, great dads. And he says, but Kevin's the only one. He goes, yes, Kevin's the only one. And he said, what, where, where is he now? And I said, well, he's back in Texas, from what I understand, right? Kevin, With yeah. his family. Right. And um, they, 
he lives here now with his family and they could all be happier. And yeah, I'm get, glad get, that get Kevin. very happy. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, yeah. they, he did it from his point of view, his standpoint. And if you was to give anybody any advice as far as being a referee now, and then what would you say about wrestling back then to now? Oh anybody? my gosh. It's a, such a different world now. Um, uh, you know, the, the, things have changed so much in the business. Yeah. When, when, when I, I started in, in most of my career, uh, my role as a referee was part of every match. I was, mm -hmm. I was one of, I was one of the workers just like everybody else was. Yes. I just had a different role. Uh, these days, a referee basically just has to kind of be there and make sure he doesn't make a mistake and count the right time and that kind of thing. It's, you know, you're not calling the match or developing the match as you go, which is what mm -hmm. we mostly did back in those days. And, and, right. and that's that was so much fun to do that. And and and, and my role as being part of that and, and working with those guys to help them make their matches better than, or as good as it can be, that was that was uh, something you take a lot of pride in. And, and uh, you know, it's 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 just it's just so different now. I, I wish I wish those guys would experience what we experienced. The way exactly, we and yeah. that's what I want to do with the wrestling. You know, is let people know what it was like back then compared to what it is now. Well, it's it's just a it's a whole different world. I mean, now it's, now it's more of a performance. In those days, we did exactly. Yeah, we, we we actually worked a match, and and what mm -hmm. what I mean by that is is you have a you know where you want to go. Mm -hmm. But but you develop it on the fly. You develop it step by step, and you have some ebbs and flows. And and mm -hmm. and, uh, and and it's about wrestling should be about creating and uh, and maintaining some kind yeah. of, of, of feeling for fans, and not just yeah. not just a reaction, but to but right. make them care and get and, them involved. Right, get yeah, the fans involved. There, there, there has to be an emotional investment somehow. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't see that a lot these days. No. I think all I see now is a lot of reaction to things. Yes. And, There's a lot they, of people they today, they, they do that flip-flop and flying all over the place. Well, and that's what I'm talking about. It, a lot yeah. Of just, a lot of it's just physical gymnastics. Uh, uh, I like to see kids it, today. I would, I would, James, I would love to see... Some of these guys today try to throw down like Scott Casey and, you know, Frank Bruiser Brody and, uh, you know, Tiger Conway and, uh, you know, yeah. Wendell Cooley, people like that. That You know, Bruce Swayze, was, was, you know, yeah, I'll, we've I'll had work. Bruce on the show many times. I'm working with a promotion in Texas right now called Texas Style Wrestling, and, and that's where... We're basically getting back to that kind of that kind of format. Oh, uh, father, I love it. You know, and, oh, you know, yeah. This yeah, you know, something that something that's all kind of been a passion for me for a long time to do that. And, and oh, beautiful. And, uh, you know, that's that's something that I'm I'm determined that I'm going to either do it or fail one or the other. And and mm -hmm. uh, and we're we're getting there. We're going. We're, we're now, gonna James, you were part of a promotion there called Southwest Fury. Mm -hmm. uh, what What's the story with that? Are they still yeah, a well, thing? That, that, well, see, that's 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 a sore spot with this guy. Uh, we were doing that. We were getting that kind of that kind of reaction from people. We were we were right. going back to the basics and and uh, getting that old Texas hard hardcore yeah. style of wrestling going. And, mm -hmm. and that'll, that's the kind of that's the kind of thing we were presenting at that time. And and because uh, 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 I'll just say some certain influences got involved in, yeah. and uh, and. Things went south real fast for that, and and, and that mm -hmm. was a that was one of those opportunities. I felt like this is I'm finally getting to do how things the way I want to do it, and yeah, mm -hmm. you know, it kind of got 
the rug kind of got pulled out from under me. And then this well, you know, I'm a firm believer. I really am, James, a firm believer that if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Exactly. Well, that's true. Yeah. 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 I yeah. really believe that because when when well, you have to rely, this is the problem I had as a promoter. I had to rely on other people who didn't see my vision, and therefore it didn't become my vision anymore. It became their vision. Yeah. yeah. You know, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. at some point you have to like separate yourself from that. Well, yes. there's another thing in wrestling too that a lot of times if you begin to begin to have some success, which we were doing, we were we were cooking. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you start getting a lot of people that want to get involved. They want a piece of it, you know, and, and they're not always yeah. thinking about that vision. They're thinking about themselves. And, uh, Absolutely. Oh, yeah. and, 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 you know, that, that's basically what happened. And, and, and that, and now this is, this has come back up. I, I really was ready to quit. Amelia, you know what the, the biggest problem is, Amelia? What they is all it? think they're going to get rich off of being a promoter. Here's the thing though. The only people getting rich off of promoting wrestling are mm-hmm. people who can afford to buy big national TV time. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you should only be involved in wrestling for one reason. You love it. Absolutely. Don't forget about making money because you're probably going to go in the hole before you make a dime. Oh, absolutely. Okay? Yeah. Sometimes you have yeah. to do that first. You have to go in the hole before you can do anything else. Yeah, uh, I, I used I, I, to have to go to the ATM machine to take money out to pay the boys. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I, I really, I'm sure. a firm believer that there's there's a market out there for for a more traditional style. Oh yeah, and, and I, I, don't, when, I don't, I don't have any visions of getting rich with it, but I do believe that there's a place for it, and I believe that there's there's a way that you can sustain if if you do it the right way and stick with it. Yeah. When you get that sucker up and rolling, you get your hiney right back over here. Yeah, because I yeah, want I want wrestling back. I don't want sports yeah. entertainment. I want wrestling yeah. back. Oh, we want wrestling back in a worse way. Yeah. Uh, you know, I hear that from so many people these days. You know, the the problem with, with some of the, the, the uh, bigger companies right now, well, you, you know, you got two of them, really. Yes. Uh, but, but basically, they're playing to a very to small audience, smart marks, basically. And, yeah, and, uh, and, and well, what and, about know, that's why they haven't grown in the last several years. I got, I have a loaded question for you. You oh, told okay. about the smart marks, right? Oh, well, yeah. Here's it's funny because Eddie Mansfield said to me, "If you're smart, you're not a mark, and if you're a mark, you're not smart." <laughs> well, Eddie, 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 Eddie has a way with words, yeah. And, yeah. and, and Eddie was a thank you, Eddie Mansfield, because Eddie Mansfield's the one who gave me your phone number. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I want to ask you, and it's it's kind of like a loaded question. It has to do with today's product. Mm-hmm. Is Tony Khan a money mark? Of course. Okay. Well, well there you no, go. I, 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 let me let me put it this way: he's not in the in the traditional sense because he already had the money. Right. You know, and nobody. You know, I, I don't the money marks and what I think are some guys that that some somebody goes to and tries to solicit them to do this, you know, that kind of thing. I think this is his fantasy deal. And, and, uh, and, you know, he ran out of ideas real fast. And yeah. Oh boy. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and, the, yeah. and the problem, the problem is, is, is that, that he's got such a, he got a good, he got some talent there and got a lot yeah, of guys no that are there that have, have good minds and know how to do this. Just got to listen to them. But mm-hmm. you know, when, when it's your, your play toy and you treat it that way, that's what you end up with. There's there's nothing I hate worse 
and, and Amelia, you and I have talked about this. Yes. There's nothing I hate worse than a guy who comes in with a pocket full of money, throws around enough money to get some big town, and does absolutely nothing, nothing. with them. Yeah, yeah, that such drives a, such a me nuts. Yeah, it's such a lost opportunity right there. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, by the same token, you know, Mr. McMahon, who has uh, equally as much money as Mr. Khan, um, but even if he lacks money, Vince has something going for him yeah. that a lot of people didn't, which is longevity. He's been around for 60-plus well, years. Yeah, the long, longevity, and they have a formula there that works for them. And, yes, and, exactly. And you know, that's just what they do. You know, yeah, they are what they are, you know, but... But uh, you know, like I said, there's a there's a place for an alternative, and there's an opportunity to be an alternative. And instead of doing that, you do what you see. Absolutely. You know? Yes, exactly. exactly. Amelia, we are exactly up against some time. Hour. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and I know that uh, Mr. Beard has uh, things so, he wants to do, like eat yes, dinner. Yes. And yeah. yes. I want to <laughs> say thank you so so much for being our first guest on the show, and I want to welcome you know invite you back again. I do want to make one point, though. And, sure. And, and, you know, as we talked about the Bon Erics, and that's what we're talking about, that mm -hmm. those guys were all great guys. Oh, absolutely. I mean, super people. And, and, and you know, I, don't, I hope that doesn't get lost in all of this. Oh, know? no. And, and that's and, really, and thank, James, thank you for saying that. It's yes. really important. Um, you know, say what we will about, you know, the acting performance or, whether somebody was cast, look at the overall film and, yeah. and remember that this was a family and real people that yeah. had real, you know, flesh, blood, and emotions. Feelings, emotions. Yeah, exactly. there, there, were, there were a lot of things they got right as far as the emotions and, and, and mm -hmm. some of the things, you know, I mean, the, and Pam, uh, you know, Kevin's wife, she is, she definitely is the backbone of that family. And, Oh, and, no uh, question about yeah. it. Yeah, somebody the only, had only thing she may argue about a little bit is is it's probably Kevin's the one that chased her instead of the other way around. <laughs> and, oh, and, all right. And, yeah, and, and uh, you know, but but That's yeah, she's an incredible lady and and, and mm -hmm. raised a great family and and those two boys that you see out there sometimes, Marshall yeah. and Ross. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're great kids, man. Let me tell you, yeah. and 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 the, the two daughters the same way. But yeah, but uh, I just I just didn't want it to get lost that those oh, all those no. guys were great. Uh, Carrie's one of the sweetest guys you're mm -hmm. gonna meet. Yeah, you know, and then yeah, it was just it's a tragic thing, but mm -hmm. but uh, you know they they made mistakes. There's no yeah. question about it. But but. Yeah, you know, but watch the film yes. as a movie and a story, and don't go in there trying to think. You know, I'm going to pick this thing apart because this didn't yeah. this didn't happen this way or that no. didn't happen that way. You know, you were talking about Carrie's leg; it hmm. didn't happen that way. It, it didn't happen the night after he won no. the and then, Yeah, and that's what. Then it wasn't cut off that high. It was just like yeah. Yeah, my understanding because I actually spoke to somebody who knew Kerry. They said mm -hmm. his foot was amputated from the ankle. From the ankle yeah, down, and, and it wasn't even originally amputated. And when he first mm -hmm. did it, it was broken so bad they fused it together. Mm -hmm. And Kerry ah. tried to come back too fast, mm -hmm. injured it again, and then they had to amputate it. Yeah, and, it's, yeah. and that's where mm -hmm. a lot of the, the the prescription drugs got involved. And, yeah, and he had a lot of problem with it. But yeah, and yeah. then <laughs> when they had mentioned about David wanting to yeah. go to Japan, I'm like, please don't go to Japan. Please don't go to Japan. I mean, I kept yeah. wanting to change the movie. Please just stay well, here. But you know, it, but, but, you know, and you I, know. I can tell you stories about that too. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, Skandar yeah. Akbar told me himself that he talked to David just before he went. 
He yeah. had been in the hospital in the emergency room because of his yeah. stomach. He was yeah. he wasn't well when he went over there. No. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to stay in the United States. Yeah. He yeah. didn't want to go, but and and that you know that scenario al- alone mm-hmm. it sparks enough debate to warrant a show because you know yeah he knew he wasn't feeling well, but yet yeah. he, he felt pressured to go. Yes. So, it well, did. Because if Fritz was like again they they played the Fritz card here. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think, like, again, I think it was more, he felt obligated. More yeah, he right. felt obligated for. I believe that. And there's, yep. there's a yeah. big difference. I believe that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I so, think he felt like if he didn't fulfill mm-hmm. his obligations to his Japanese contract, yeah. that, that he would be, uh, he would never get the opportunity to do it again. Well, right. and, and I can, you know, I can relate to that because there's been a lot mm-hmm. of times when I, I, I didn't feel right or, or, I, or maybe the weather was bad and I, mm-hmm. I just had to be somewhere and I was going to do it no matter right. what. Oh, know? sure. I, Absolutely. And, and same thing with Japan. I worked over in Japan for several years and, and yeah. you know, I wasn't going to miss one of those tours. No, no matter what. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I am going to tell everybody what's coming up. And Amelia, yes. you can send us home if you like. Well, actually, if uh, Mr. Beard has anything he wants to promote as well, real quick. Oh, absolutely, of course. By all well, means. I, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't get, a, I don't do a lot of social media stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, I do. I, I am involved with with uh, uh, Cauliflower Alley, of course, and and mm-hmm. uh, and, 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 the, and, and Herb Simmons promotion down there in St. Louis. Uh, we're doing we're doing some things with them, and and then of course the the. the Tragus Fest Hall of Fame. I'm, I'm very mm-hmm. deeply involved in that, and that's that's a big thing for me. You know, I, that that's kind of my kind of my passion right now is to do that. And then, of course, Texas style wrestling. And, and beautiful. You, know, you, you can you can find us online. So, oh, fantastic! Very good. And again, thank you so much again for joining us tonight. Certainly, certainly, we appreciate it. And uh, James, you're welcome back here anytime. Absolutely. And uh, we let me tell everybody what's coming up yes. on the show. Next week, we have uh, Inside the Conspiratorial Mind with Melissa, the Arctic Wolf Black. She will be joining us. We will also be discussing old-time crime, the anti-hero, John Dillinger, John Gotti, Robin Hood. The guys that took from the rich and gave to the poor. Guys like um, Joe Merlino, mafia boss from Philadelphia, who fed everyone turkey at Thanksgiving. The interesting dichotomy between the soulless guys who come alive at the holidays is a strange, (laughs) bizarre thing. It really is. We will also be presenting once again, joining us, Country Music Hall of Famer Lacey J. Dalton will be here. We will have Mark Sotkin, the writer, producer, director of The Golden Girls, Laverne and Shirley, will be joining us uh, once Mm -hmm. again. And our friend Glenn Martin, filmmaker extraordinaire. We will be presenting Michael Paré from Eddie and the Cruisers, Jennifer Banco from uh, Friday the 13th, Beverly Randolph from, uh, oh, Lord, the... uh, Night of the Living Dead. I almost forgot the name of that movie. <laughs> and don't forget, to Brian Saponis is also going to be joining us. Brian Saponis well. from from uh, the uh, new film Cabrini. Yes. That's soon to be released. It'll be released March, as a matter of fact, of this year. Uh, just some of the uh, top name celebrities we will be bringing you on What's the Buzz. And, of course, Amelia will be here every Wednesday, God help us all, with her <laughs> wrestling show. <laughs> 
And we will have other fascinating guests. The James Beard will be joining us again. We'll get I swear we'll get him. Um, yeah. I'll pull the Mansfield card on him again. <laughs> it, it, and we'll it, it, have it. James Beard back and uh, maybe we'll we'll contact some of our old friends like uh, Wendell Cooley and Scott Casey and if we can pull Scott away from his seat <laughs> at the watering hole. But we love Scott. And some lady wrestlers that were great wrestlers back in the so, day as well. Yeah. Yeah. So how about Amelia? Anything you want to say before we hit out of here? Just uh, thank you, everyone, for my first show. Angelo, thank you as well. Mr. Beard as well. Thank you. And ring the bell and let's go home. That's thank it. you, guys. Take them home. <laughs> thank Enjoy you. It. Thank you.